Welcome to the Get With It podcast. I will be your host, Elizabeth. This podcast will focus on the decline of women in technology and how our grassroots organization works with the community to foster relationships and reducing the gap of women in tech. We will be talking with both men and women on how to continue to move the needle forward on those relationships. For more information, please check us out at getwitit.org. Hi there. Uh, welcome, Miss Tracy you. Hederly and Chuck Sinakis from JP Morgan Chase. Thank you for joining us on our Get, Wit po- Get With It podcast. Um, we're live actually at the Columbus Women or the Get With It uh, third annual conference for women in tech. Um, here in Columbus. This is our third year in Columbus, Ohio. Um, we just got off the stage. Um, our JP Morgan Chase CIO, Miss Laurie Beer. She had a lot of really great stuff. Um, JP Morgan Chase is has been with us since the beginning uh, in 2016, and they are extremely passionate about uh, women in technology. Yes. So, so Chuck, Tracy, thank you so much for joining us. Why, why don't you tell us? Uh, I don't know whoever wants to start <laughs> off. Um, why JP Morgan Chase is so passionate about women in technology? No, go ahead. So, we're passionate about diversity. Period. Mm-hmm. Um, Women in technology is, yeah, it, it, you look at the numbers and over the years there have been a declining number of women coming out of school with software engineering degrees. And we're trying to change that. We're trying to show that women do have a seat at the table. They are just as smart, smarter in many, many, many cases than, you know, than the traditional old school guard of the guy in technology and the guys creating everything. And um, I think it really, it, it really got driven home to me when uh, we hosted a conference at at our site for women in technology and we showed the movie Code Debugging the Gender Gap. Mm -hmm. And there was one moment in that movie that like it was that, you know, everyone has that spark moment. And that moment for me was when they were talking about airbags and how the first airbags were killing people. And they were killing people because the quality engineers were a bunch of guys. So they modeled the test dummies after themselves and women and children were dying in these. So it shows the impact of having diversity in the room from whatever product you're making. And at JP Morgan Chase, we are a technology company. You know, people don't think of us that way. People think of us as a bank or somewhere where you've got your credit card or you're checking through, but we're a technology company with 60,000 technologists. We need to have women at the table. What do you think, Tracy? I would, I, I would very much echo a lot of what Chuck just said from a you know diversity perspective. What women bring to the table, just with their their different ideas and their perspective and the value that that they that they add from that side of the house. Um, in addition to that, and you know dovetailing off of the um, movie that we showed that we screened. Um, debugging the gender gap. It was eye-opening in the fact that the number of women that start out in technology and don't follow through as well. 
that what, because, do you mean, that, what do you mean don't follow through? Like that they don't stay in They technology? don't stay in technology. Okay. They're going through college. They're going through their classes. And they're surrounded by men and still today. And one of the women that was speaking to that was one of our former um, um, interns or tap analysts that was on the panel. And she was saying how difficult it was to walk in the room every single day during their labs, during class, and you know, basically be made fun of or you're not good enough. And to constantly face that in addition to handling your coursework and you know, keeping that focus to complete your journey. So, so as an employee of JPMorgan Chase, how, how do you guys make women feel like that? I mean, one thing is having more around, right? Like mm -hmm. recruiting and retaining. What are the practices do you think that Chase or JP Morgan follows to try to set that right to, to ensure that women feel that way and supported? I think too, just, just having the conversation around it and being open with our conversation and our thought. Um, we have put much more of a focus on that over the last you know, few years. Um, our diversity and inclusion, our business resource groups that we have within the organization that allow that to, you know, to bring women's voice to the table um, and to you know, put it front and center. Another thing, um, and this isn't just women in tech, this is how J.P. Morgan Chase as a company uh, thinks about their employees in general. You know, we are one of the few companies out there that have on-site daycare premises. Mm -hmm. And it's backup daycare, but for new mothers and mothers returning to work, you get a, a period of time where it's free. So think about if you're a new mom who's you know, had her first child and you've got this great career going and you're like, ah, I'm going to be missing my child every single day. You can bring your child to work at the daycare, go see them anytime, care for them, feed them. It makes it a little bit easier to come back to work as a mother. So when you're talking about mm -hmm. retention in technology, right, that, that's an important thing and the company focuses on uh, stuff like and that. I think I may have heard that you guys also offer paternity leave and while some people may not, <laughs> not consider that directly linked to a, a benefit to women in tech, it just goes to show how J.P. Morgan Chase values women in that mm -hmm. we're saying yes, as a company, please go help your wife take care, you know, help get Absolutely. things together. Absolutely. It, it, it's not the old way anymore. We understand that equal responsibility, you know, and, and by enabling men to be able to do that, you're showing that the, co the company in general, like it's okay for the men to go and help also, right? Because if we look at change, in general about, you know, do we want women to become more successful if they're handling all mom stuff, right? Like, hey, you right. gotta make them comfortable and, and mm -hmm. able to take back on their, their career, like right after, you know, wherever they're ready for. But then you also have to say too, on the converse side that men are also able to go support their wives too. I think that's that's really unique. Yeah, and, it, and again, it, it's, it's creating that environment where everybody's voice is important mm -hmm. and where you get to bring your whole self to work, um, mm -hmm. whatever that is. Fantastic. So, what do you? So, you guys, um, in general, why don't you talk a little bit about what you do at J.P. Morgan Chase? All right. Well, um, I am the our recruiting site lead for our Columbus Hub. Okay. So, J.P. Morgan Chase 
has eight strategic hubs or technology centers of excellence in the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, that And a technology center of excellence means that you have at least a thousand technologists in one location. Okay. So I am the Columbus site lead for our technology recruiting group. And then in addition to overseeing recruiting at a higher level, also responsible for um, diversity pipeline and strategy and working with our tech leadership okay, team fantastic. and our hub. So I lead our North America uh, hub strategy for the recruiting and uh, what Tracy failed to tell you is that Columbus is um, one of our largest hubs in the world with over 5,000 technologists um, at J.P. Morgan Chase. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot. It's a lot of responsibility and, and when you think about, you know, again, the the impact that we can have in our local community um, by helping women in technology, giving them the, those opportunities, um, it, it's really a great responsibility that she has. So And privilege. Yeah. So <laughs> if you, uh, like just in a general day, you know, kind of day in the life of recruiting, um, you know, you're out shaking and baking, talking to people. Um, <laughs> shake you know, and bake. Shake and bake. That's what you do. Yeah, get it done. <laughs> um, what do you find the hardest thing to approach with women in technology? Like, what what is the biggest challenge? Um, is it finding access to women? Is it uh, when they have the conversation? You know, kind of driving it forward. Are they already having a job somewhere else? Or what, what is it? What is what are common conditions that you see when you're trying to engage women in technology? I don't think it's necessarily a woman thing. Mm-hmm. I think it's a technology across the board. Okay. Because we're all on the same mission to find good technologists mm-hmm. and the numbers are decreasing. So the numbers that are coming out of college, that are coming out of school. Um, from a female perspective, that population is obviously smaller. So you know, targeting that population and having those conversations because most of the women that we are talking to aren't looking for a new position. Okay. So it's selling your organization and building those relationships and having the conversation. So what is like the toughest technology role to recruit for? Is it new stuff, old stuff? Like, what 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 kind of role is it that is like the hardest to, to try to find people for? That's a great question, and I wouldn't say there's a single answer to it. But um, as much as I hate to say this, just software engineers, Java, C sharp, software engineers are there's still such a demand and. And there's an increasing demand, right? J.P. Morgan Chase really mm-hmm. understood that technology drives a business a long time ago. So we have been building and building and building and building. Well, guess what? The rest of the world is catching up. So now your smaller companies, your mid-sized companies, are understanding that they too need software engineers to help drive their business. That's more competition for mm-hmm. us. So, what do you look for in a software engineer? Like, what what are the what are the core foundational things? Like, you know, obviously, like, what kind of background do they have? That that's a great question, and, and I'm going to also kind of mirror off of something that that Lori had said in the conference, um, which is when we're talking to male software engineers, um, and, and I'm going to throw some stereotypes out there, so mm-hmm. forgive me, but. Um, there's actually studies done about this as well. The men tend to um, overemphasize their capabilities mm-hmm. and their skill set, mm-hmm. while the female technologists tend to underemphasize their skill set and their value. 
And I don't know why that is, because I'm not female. But um, but it's one of those things where we have to do uh, we have to do a better job of coaching our interviewers and hiring managers on focusing on aptitude, not experience. Coachability, right. coachability, adaptability, mm-hmm. cultural fit, and just quite frankly, you know, the people who get it. Right? You can teach. You could teach me to write code. I won't write good code, but you could teach me to write. You could teach a lot of people to, to write code, but it's it's how the person does it. It's the thought process that goes behind it um, that makes all the difference in the world. Absolutely. So, are there different things that um, people are being like? What kind of things in the interview process when you train someone to to try to draw that out, right? Because mm-hmm. I mean, let's just face it. Speaking of stereotypes. In, in the tech field, you can get a large majority of introverts. Yep. Right? Right. Actually, extroverts are not always your typical technologists. And that, yep. that's just a fact. Like, I don't right. know that anybody would deny that, whether they're female or male. Right? right. But but when you go in and you know that, you know, how are you drawing it out or then drilling down? Right? Yeah. Like, like if, you know, it's kind of like recognizing inflated, inflation. <laughs> like, like yeah. what, what is that coaching kind of sound like to you know like I'm a manager and I'm going to go in and I I need to get people on my line you know we've got an application deadline and I got to get it going like I need it now give me people because I'm sure that's exactly what they say to you (laughs) so we we do a couple of things first and foremost um, we have all of our software engineering candidates um, take a uh, a coding challenge I'm not going to call it a coding assessment because Uh we don't score it right we have the ability to turn scoring on, but uh-huh. we purposely don't want to. All we want to do is look at how they write the code, right? How do they think? How did they think about it? Because first and foremost, you know, coding is agnostic. Mm-hmm. So you can't throw bias in there by just doing the code. Mm-hmm. So that gives us an opportunity to look at right their, their skill set. Mm-hmm. Um, but we coach hiring managers to... To not think about hiring as grocery shopping, right? <laughs> when you when you right checking, checking the off the list Lettuce, and tomato, and these are all you know I want spring and hibernate and selenium etc etc etc. Oh well you know they they don't have spring they've got struts so forget it. And like no stop it's it's a framework. Mm-hmm. If they were smart enough to learn spring, they can learn struts as well. It just takes a little bit of coaching and mentoring. Mm-hmm. So do you want to wait another three months to find that? perfect grocery list or do you want to work with the ingredients you have that you can build that list fantastic so where are where where's all the skills coming from like where are you know are we talking college graduates here i mean what are some of the cool ways you guys are looking at talent yeah um so we like all companies, right? We have a very robust uh, campus recruiting program, and it's exactly what you would expect it to be. We're here at the House State University and Stanford, and we're here with Google and IBM and Microsoft. We're all hunting for that same talent. So I'm not going to talk about all that, but some of the more innovative things that we have been doing is um, working with boot camps. Um, and we've had really great success in Columbus, Ohio, Wilmington, Delaware, New York, New Jersey, and, and some of our other locations hiring people from boot camps. And 
what is that boot camp hire, you say? Um, sometimes it's a student who went to school for, say, chemical engineering, but had a software engineering class. It's like, wow, I really like this. Too bad I picked that up in my last semester of college, and I don't want to go back another two or four years to get a degree. So they go to these, these boot camps. Um, but a bigger chunk of the people are career changers. Complete career. Complete mm. career changers. And what they bring to the table um, that a, a, a college, just straight college grad doesn't bring is experience. Mm-hmm. So one of our first boot camp hires in Columbus, Ohio, was a female math teacher. And she had her JD, but didn't want to be a lawyer. She got her master's. She was teaching math. And she decided, you know, to go up in the educational system, she had to get into administration. And she didn't want to do that. So she thought, well, you know, software engineering, math, numbers, logic, I could probably do that. And she went to a boot camp. And she is, uh, we hired her about a year and a half, almost almost two two years years ago now, as a software engineer. Her trajectory is high, and then, you know, she decided, I want to do something different. I want to get into big data and data science. And so at J.P. Morgan Chase, fortunately, we're large enough to <laughs> have those opportunities, and she transitioned from a software engineering role into a data science mm-hmm. role and is just Excelling. continuing to grow and learn. And and we tell that story as often as we can yeah, because it, it, it's very inspirational. And look, she had to... She had to take a big sacrifice to do that and a big giant leap of faith to quit something after 10 years of doing it, pay money to get educated again. Quit her job. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of well, crazy. So what do you see is common about people like that? Like, I mean, when you, when you guys come across them, I mean, what, it's just drive. It's, they're self-motivated. They're yeah. passionate. Drive. They want to succeed and coming in the door that they bring that in the door with them. And right. That spreads. Fantastic. So if you were to talk to a woman who just is exploring different options, right? Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, there's, I think a lot of women generally, and I'm not speaking for all of them, but there's a lot of them that I know. And just from being one myself, I have a lot of interests and uh, very similar to that, right? Mm -hmm. And it it is hard to start over. But, um, you know, if, if someone wanted to begin to to start doing something like that, what, mm-hmm. where would they start? What would you recommend? You know, like if, if you just happen to meet someone and, you know, you're evangelizing IT, which we happen to do a lot, <laughs> um, you know, what would be a first step or a transition? You know, is it is it to go to a boot camp and learn coding or are there other paths that you've seen people kind of enter into the technology realm? Um, I would say almost every single one of them has had a friend, a colleague, a loved one who was in technology, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And they and they kind of got the bug from them. There's a, a ton of free online uh, coding classes that you can take to really try it out to see if, if it is something you want to do. Um, you know, if, if you're in it because it's a growing industry and you can make a lot of money, those are the wrong motivations. And I would say, you know, don't quit your day job. Um, but if you find uh, that you take some of these free classes and the bug has bitten you, then there are a plethora of options out there, um, regardless of where you live. So one, um, I probably shouldn't plug a website, and J.P. Morgan Chase is in no way, shape, or right. form affiliated with this website, <laughs> but um, there is one out there for boot camps, and it's called Course Report. Mm-hmm. 
and um, they do a pretty good job. So I was interviewed by Course Report um, because of our boot camp involvement, and they wanted you know to understand. They wanted me to give a report on a couple of the boot camps that we hire people from. Mm-hmm. You know, the positives, the negatives, the uh, everything else. And then they also interview graduates. So it's not just, you know, someone going out there and leaving their Yelp report. These are people who have been through the program or hiring people mm-hmm. from the program. And you'll get a really good understanding of who you should be reaching out to Fantastic. in your local market. Fantastic. Yeah. So um, do you have any advice for a woman aspiring for, or maybe not aspiring to IT? Why would somebody consider IT? I think earlier before we were kind of like headed, we were talking about really exciting opportunities and technology in JPMorgan Chase. Like what are some of the things that are just so cool that it's like you'd be crazy not to want to get on board? Like, you know, what what would inspire somebody and what are some cool things that JPMorgan Chase to get someone inspired and want to consider technology? To oh to want to say consider not already in technology yeah not are not already in it or mm-hmm. or in it and potentially wanting to um, wh- why would they want to come to JP Morgan Chase like what kind of opportunity I mean I heard a lot of great stuff about the culture yeah. I heard a lot of great stuff about opportunity like what kind of cool stuff is happening there like I mean just from a pure what we're doing across the board. Um, from you know taking everything to the cloud and our agile transformation that we're going through right now enterprise-wide with JP Morgan Chase um, as a woman in technology coming in the door and the room for growth and mobility that you have if you are willing to put in the work and you have the desire and you have the passion to be able to as he was referring to our female from the boot camp to be able you know to move to different areas whether you start on the technical side maybe move into the business or you go business and tech and you go back and forth mm-hmm. you know to come to an organization that's large enough that provides you that mobility and that upward growth mm-hmm. I have some cool things I'm, I'm, I'm gonna add yeah I was just gonna say um, like, go into some specific stuff yeah like, cool so how about like what kind of problems are they solving you know um Moving $20 trillion of money around the world's financial system a day. $20 trillion. You have to do that, Tracy. Um, Tracy. Oh. Trillion. Okay. We um, <laughs> yeah, $5 trillion for the payments a day. Right. We did the Dr. Evil for those just listening. Yeah. <laughs> five, five tr- like Tracy said, $5 trillion in payments a, a day. day. Um, think about... So all the, the cool stuff, right? Who hasn't purchased something on Amazon? Well, guess what? That money has to go from somewhere to somewhere. And, and people don't think about it, right? They've got their digital wallet, Chase. They've got their credit card, Chase, or, or someone else. Um, but there's still the technology behind it. So J.P. Morgan Chase is the payment processing systems for Amazon. So you buy something on Amazon, even if you're using a Capital One credit card or you know, from some other institution, right? that money is going through our systems. Um, we... we we had some difficult time recruiting in um, in Silicon Valley quite some time ago because you know everyone thought, well, who wants to work for a bank, right? Mm. No one wants to work for a bank. You guys are just you know, mainframe systems, stodgy. And, right? Stodgy. <laughs> um, and what we would, you know, the 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 thing that we would say back is, okay, well, I get it. You want to work for a startup? They're nimble, they're agile. But guess what? They don't have um, money for innovation structure, stability, etc. And um, Lori was talking about this, but you know, there's a our post on LinkedIn, so we're not sharing anything, but right. you know, we hired one of one of Google's top three artificial intelligence technologists 
left Google to come to J.P. Morgan Chase, right? Left Google. He's a Googler to come to J.P. Morgan Chase. So, yeah, that's cool stuff, man. We're we're attracting the best and the brightest because what they get to work on from a scale and scope perspective is just phenomenal. I mean, and when you talk about the size of twenty three. Trillion dollars. <laughs> um, we're also talking across the globe. Yeah. Right? Like it's not just US, it's yeah. global. 50,000 50, technologists globally. Globally. Yep. So we, we have more technologists than most tech companies have total employees. A, a bank. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's pretty exciting. It is. <laughs> yeah. It's fun. It is really exciting. And we get to hire all those people. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Well, so um, in closing, what um, what advice would you give to someone um, if you're just going to meet them? Like if somebody just came in and you're having a conversation, you discover they have a passion for technology. What, what would you advise them besides to come to call you? <laughs> <laughs> passion for technology, but not currently in technology. Oh. Is that what you're saying? Or, or, or just in general. That. Yeah, or in, or general, in general. Whichever passion for technology, in technology, out to, whatever advice you would give to certain people, it's up to you. I would say uh, the same thing that Lori and, yeah. and, and many other folks say, which is keep learning. Keep pushing the envelope. Um, don't sell yourself short. Don't ever think I can't. Always think I can. Mm-hmm. Um, try and fail. You learn more from failing than you do from success. And, uh, and just follow your passion and get others around you passionate about it too. Right. Follow your dreams. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you for having us. Oh. Podcast. We're very thankful to have you, and we, um, we look forward to getting more technologists your way, especially <laughs> women. We'll, we'll help populate your pop line, okay? Fantastic. <laughs> thank, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for tuning in, and don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and leave a review. We will see you next time, and feel free to drop us a line at getwitit.org.